Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 405, an excerpt from the book Raising Humans in a Digital World by Diana Graber. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode here on the Relationships Edition of Optimal Living Daily. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and today I'll actually be narrating an excerpt from the book Raising Humans in a Digital World by Diana Graber. Diana is a digital literacy educator and advocate who understands the overwhelming influence that technology has on today's youth. So she wrote Raising Humans in a Digital World in large part to help young children build a strong foundation of social-emotional skills that will protect them online. So with that, let's continue right into Diana's excerpt and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book Raising Humans in a Digital World by Diana Graber. Empathy Needed Nearly every expert I've spoken with said if they could equip kids with one digital superpower, it would be empathy. Empathy is the ability to put oneself in another's shoes. It encompasses perspective taking, and it allows you to feel what another is feeling. Educational psychologist Michelle Borba, author of an indispensable parent's guide to raising kind kids called Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All-About-Me World, explains that empathy is the cornerstone for becoming a happy, well-adjusted, successful adult. It makes our children more likable, more employable, more resilient, better leaders, more conscious-driven, and increases their lifespans. Empathy is on a steep decline. Between 1979 and 2009, American college student scores on two measures of empathy dropped a whopping 40%, with the steepest decline occurring from 2000 onward. During the same time period, narcissism was shown to be on the rise. I was curious to learn if empathy has continued to decline since 2009, the last year of this study. So, I asked Borba. She told me that it has continued to freefall and seems to be falling faster in hyper-competitive countries and ones that are more technologically plugged in as well. The researchers who conducted the Empathy Dip study, Sarah Conrath and Edward O'Brien from the University of Michigan Institute for Social Research, also believe technology may contribute to empathy's decline. According to O'Brien, the ease of having friends online might make people more likely to just tune out when they don't feel like responding to others' problems, a behavior that could carry over offline. The pair also noted that the generation of college students they studied grew up with video games, and a growing body of research is establishing that exposure to violent media numbs people to the pain of others. 
Even so, Borba warned me to be careful about placing empathy's plunge entirely on technology's shoulders. But that said, technology is definitely playing a role because the gateway to empathy is emotional literacy. Emotional literacy, she explained, is the ability to read somebody's face or body language and understand that he looks upset or he looks sad. Empathy is feeling with another person, and you can't feel with another person unless you can read or understand that person's emotions. Like ethical thinking, the capacity for empathy grows as the child grows. When an infant feels attachment to a parent or loving caregiver, the seeds of empathy are sown. Little by little, Borba explains, as egocentricity fades and social centricity comes up, kids become more aware of others and are slowly able to cognitively step into another person's shoes. But children need experiences, nurturing, and deliberate attempts from adults to help these seeds grow, she says. While children are hardwired for empathy, there are lots of things you can do to cultivate it. Intentionality, particularly in a plugged-in, trophy-driven world, is crucial. Growing Empathy Like almost everything related to technology, a direct correlation hasn't been drawn between empathy's decline and technology. But you don't have to be a rocket scientist with a big research budget to figure out that digital interaction has some serious deficits. Lack of eye contact, facial expression, human touch, and voice intonation are a few. Learning how to read and understand these human cues are empathy-building experiences. In the absence of such practice, it stands to reason that kids might end up with an empathy deficit. Don't believe me? Fair enough. Here's a study to prove it. In 2014, scientists from UCLA studied two groups of sixth graders from a Southern California public school. One group spent five days at a nature camp just outside of Los Angeles, which didn't allow students to use digital devices. The other group of students used their digital devices as usual. After only five days at camp, the non-tech-using kids showed significant improvement in their abilities to read facial expressions and nonverbal cues, as compared to the other group of kids, which means that those kids, the digital device-using ones, were less adept at reading human emotions. According to the study's lead author, Yalda Uhls, if you're not practicing face-to-face communication, you could be losing important social skills. Raising Empathetic Kids in a Plugged-In World How do you raise empathetic kids in a plugged-in world? According to Borba, you start early. Number one, put down your own phone. Relationships are key, she says. Empathy grows from face-to-face connections with your child. She recommends that parents do the following. 1. Set up digitally unplugged family time. 2. Teach kids to look into others' eyes. It helps to teach your children to note the eye color of those they are speaking with, says Borba. 3. Talk emotions. Point them out at every age, but particularly when children are young. 4. Read books and see movies that are emotionally charged. A great way to build moral imagination is to step into another person's shoes, she says. And five, take advantage of mealtimes, bedtimes, and carpool to connect emotionally with children. Remember, says Borba, there are no takebacks in parenting. All of these activities will help your child gain face-to-face communication skills in a very plugged-in world. You just listened to the post titled, An Excerpt from the Book, Raising Humans in a Digital World, by Diana Graber.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks to Diana for letting me share her excerpt with you today. And if you'd like to finish the book, you can actually get it right at RaisingHumansInADigitalWorld.com. And if you'd like to share today's episode with someone and you're using Apple Podcasts, you can click on the three dots icon that is just to the right of the episode title and author and then select share episode. If you're not using Apple Podcasts, you can actually send them a link right to oldpodcast.com slash listen. But with that, let's wrap her on up. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I look forward to seeing you again on Monday for some more relationship optimization where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Your optimal life awaits.